I would like to welcome you today. Uh, actually, today I have a very simple message. And the, the message is actually saying we should be watchmen on duty. Hallelujah. We should be watchmen on duty. So I'm going to explain what exactly do I mean by watchmen. And then I'll also explain what is your duty as a watchman. But just to, to start, I just want us to go to the Word, to the Word of God. So we're going to read one scripture from the Old Testament, and then we're going to read one scripture from the New Testament, and then we continue. So I want us to go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 3, uh, and, uh, well, okay, it's two verses, from verse 16, Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 16. It says, at the end of seven days, the word of the Lord came to me. So Ezekiel had been waiting for the Lord amongst the exiles. He was in exile. And he had been waiting for the Lord for seven days. And then the Lord says, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning for me. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning for me. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's go to the, to the New Testament. And I want to read Matthew chapter 26, uh, verse 41. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. It says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Praise the Lord. So this is Jesus who was talking to his disciples in the garden of Gethsemane. It was a very difficult time, you know, for Jesus. Jesus had told his disciples that, you know, my time is, is coming close, isn't it, to be crucified. And then he took his disciples to the garden. And then he told them, watch and pray with me. Watch and pray with me. So it's the same message that I'm saying today, watch and pray. But you need to be a watchman. So I, actually my, my main focus with the message today is, is actually on the word watch. Because we have learned so much about prayer, isn't it? But we are also going to learn something about watch. So, you know, in, in, the, in the last couple of weeks, I've been cycling a lot. So now I, ever since I moved to Anim, now I can take my bike and I can cycle to work. And it gives me a very nice opportunity to, to appreciate nature. To appreciate what, what God has created. You know, sometimes you take it for granted. You know, if you are in a bus or in a car, I mean, you don't get to see much easily. Yeah? But if you take your bike, you really, you can stop. And you can't ask the driver to stop when you're in a bus to say, I want to see this. But I get the opportunity to stop and, and just marvel. You know, even though they say that this country is so flat, there's so much beauty to see. Yes. Praise the Lord. There's so much beauty in what God has created. Yes. But all I have to do is what is to open my eyes and to watch. Oh, yes. And to behold yeah. the goodness of God. And yesterday I, I came I came to, to Lafayette by bike. Yes. And then in the evening I was cycling back. So you know what's happening these days is in the evening it's getting dark very quickly, isn't it? Yeah. So when I was cycling my normal route, then I go to a place and there, and there was a sign that the road was closed. My normal route and it's so dark. 
But then I said, okay, but if I have to turn back, this is going to be like an extra hour to come back. So I, I just said, let me continue with faith. And then as I was, as I was cycling, I, I've never cycled in so much darkness here in the Netherlands. There was virtually no light. You know what I mean? And my bike, I could only see as far as one meter. So you know what that means? I, and the road was going like this down. <laughs> and that's the normal time when you enjoy your bike, isn't it? You let go. And then, but I, couldn't, I just couldn't do that. Because I couldn't see more than one meter. Yeah. There were no lights completely. It was just in the middle of a forest, just dark. <sighs> okay. I, I, I just said very slowly. And then I, I just realized, I just realized what darkness means. When you cannot see. Mm -hmm. huh? And I don't know, how many of us have actually been a security guard? Or know what a security guard does? A, a security guard or a watchman, they, they guard, isn't it? Property, isn't it? And what they do is, a security guard who works in the day and a security guard who works at evening, they have to operate differently, isn't it? They cannot operate the same because when you are a security guard and it's during the day, you can see danger from far away, isn't it? Yeah. Huh? Your alertness is much less, isn't it? Because you can see danger. But when you are a security guard and you need to, to work at night, even if you have all those, those screens, you can only see so far. And that's why most of the time you see them, they stand up, isn't it? And then they move around a lot, even inside the building. And what are they holding? They're holding a torch. Yeah. Huh? So that they can see. Which means they need to be much more alert. Yeah. And their, their senses, I mean, even as I was cycling in the, in the darkness yesterday, my senses had to be sharpened. Yeah. You know, I could not rely just on my sight because I could only see one meter. My senses had to be sharpened. Yeah. So it's the same thing when you are a security guard and you have to work at night. Your, your, your senses have to be sharp. Right? You're hearing. Even if you hear a small a coin drop, you, you, you go and investigate what it is. So you're hearing, your eyesight, everything about you, I mean, everything about you has to be sharp. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So this is what I'm actually talking about today. So if you're a security guard, if you're going to be a watchman, it does not matter that it's during the I mean, even during the day, there are dangers because most of the time there are even many more people around, isn't it? So you also have to be alert to see. If you see a security guard in a shop, they have to be alert. If you go to a shop where there are hundreds of people inside, they have to be alert. Their senses even need to be sharpened even more when it comes to the night time. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I, 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 I hope you, you, you get an idea of what I'm talking about watching, about the alertness that you actually need to be. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. Let's continue. So, if, if, if you look at the concept of a watchman in the Bible, you know, in the Old Testament, when watchmen, they were used, you know, and if you look at even the, the parables that Jesus talks about, and even in the Old Testament, you know, what they used to do is, when somebody builds a vineyard, they would put a wall around it, isn't it? But one of the things that they also always put was the tower what you call the watchtower, which was high up, isn't it? This was important so that 
when it came for the time to do the harvest, you know, that's when maybe animals can come and destroy your produce, but also people can come to steal. So they would post a watchman on the watchtower to look out eh, that there is no enemy coming. Eh? Praise the Lord. It was also the same, you know, they, even when an army had to go for battle, they would also, even a city, there was, there was always either high up on the wall or they would build a specific watchtower where the watchman would stand and then he would watch easily to see who is approaching. Is it a friend or what? Is it an enemy? When an enemy is approaching, what they had to do was to what? Was to sound, the, to blow the trumpet, isn't it? So that what? The rest of the people would know that what? Danger is approaching. Praise the Lord. So a watchman had a very specific task and they had to take it seriously because there were very, very serious consequences. Praise the Lord. So I, I, I just want us to go back to, to the Ezekiel. Let's go back to the Ezekiel chapter 3. All right. All right. So, Ezekiel chapter 3, let's start again from verse 16. At the end of seven days, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. Next verse. When I say to a wicked man, you will surely die, and you do not warn him, or speak out to dissuade him from his evil ways in order to save his life, that wicked man will die for his sin, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. But if you do warn the wicked man, and he does not turn from his wickedness or from his evil ways, he will die for his sin, but you will have saved yourself. Again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and does evil, and I put a stumbling block before him, he will die. Since you did not warn him, he will die for his sin. The righteous things he, will, he did will not be remembered, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. Mm. Ezekiel was called to be a watchman, and this was a serious business. Mm. Huh? First of all, he was called to speak out huh? whatever message the word of God God has given him to speak towards the Israelites who were sinning seriously during that time, isn't it? So he had to give them warning. And then also, he also, even the righteous people, he also had to warn them when they were going astray, isn't it? He would be held accountable. Praise the Lord. So if you look, if you look at your life as a Christian now, has anything changed? We are being called out to what? To speak out to those who do not know Christ, isn't it? We are also being called even to warn our fellow brothers and sisters when they are also straying, isn't it? Yeah. Praise the Lord. There is nothing that, that has changed. But and in the Old Testament, if as a prophet you fail to warn people, the consequences were very severe. You would actually be killed if you failed to warn. If you were a watchman and you failed to warn the king or the people that an enemy is approaching, the consequences will be very, very severe. Yeah. Praise the Lord. How much more for us who are living under the grace of God, who have the spirit to guide us. So there was a serious calling, a serious responsibility for anybody who was what? Who was called to be a watchman. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, but now, if I now go back to the story in the garden, in the garden of Gethsemane. So I, I uh, can we read? Can you can we read uh, from? Uh, let me see where, where we need to start. Matthew twenty six. Okay, Matthew 26 from verse 36. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because they, their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus had called his disciples to watch with him. Praise the Lord. And three times they were caught what? Sleeping. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you remember the story of the transfiguration when Jesus took these three same disciples. Huh? He took them and then, and, then, and, and then we saw Jesus talking to Elijah and to, and to Moses yesterday. And then, at that moment, you see what the disciples were, they were caught what? Sleeping. Praise the Lord. And, and then, you know, when Peter woke up, he just started speaking. He didn't even know what he was saying. Then he started saying, okay, let's prepare an altar here. You know, he, he, he got so comfortable. So, they were sleeping. Praise the Lord. So I, this is my, my actually my, my, my challenge to you. You know, he says, you are called to be a watchman. What are you doing? Are you sleeping? Praise the Lord. Are you sleeping on your watch? You know, and now, why would somebody be sleeping on their watch when they've been called to be a watchman? You know, what is it that you actually need to be what? To be an effective watchman. So this is actually what I want to focus on because then you can also understand a bit more better why the disciples were what? They were caught sleeping. Praise the Lord. So I'm, I'm just going to, to, to go through very quickly what are the ingredients that you need to be what? To be an effective watchman. You know, I'm talking about a watchman on duty. And when you're a watchman on duty, you need to be what? You need to be effective, isn't it? So praise the Lord. So the All right, so the, 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 the first point that you need to be an effective watchman is you need to be somebody who is led by the Holy Spirit. You know, the Word of God says, they, they work, I mean, they, those who are, who are called the sons of God, you know, they are led by the Spirit. You know, we, we, we were being told, we were being told also even, even, even in the, the scripture today that you need to be 
to be somebody who is led by the Spirit. You need to be somebody who is listening to the Spirit. Because what exactly are, are, are we talking about when you are saying you need to be led by the Spirit? You need to be what? Responsive to the Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is speaking. The Holy Spirit is guiding you. How does the Holy Spirit speak to you? The primary way in which the Holy Spirit speaks to you is through, through His Word, isn't it? Praise the Lord. So as you are reading, studying the Word of God, one of the simple things that I do before I study the Word of God, I open the Bible. I just always say a very short prayer. The Lord open my eyes. Lord speak to me. And I can tell you just that simple prayer that I do every time. Every time when I read the scripture, and sometimes now I'm repeating some, some books, and I always get a different revelation. Praise the Lord. So always, the, if the Holy Spirit is not speaking to you primarily, the primary way of God speaking is the word. You are not going to be able to hear God speaking through other words, ways if you are not hearing God speaking through the word. Praise the Lord. Because how are you going to know that is God speaking when you don't know his word? Praise the Lord. You are able to judge if it is the Holy Spirit speaking when you know it, when you know the word. Praise the Lord. So you better make sure that you are hearing God speaking through the word first. Praise the Lord. It's nice to hear me speaking or another person speaking, but that should not be your primary way of hearing from God. The primary way should be what? Through his word. Praise the Lord. God speaks through many ways. And I want to challenge you today, if you are not hearing God speaking through the word, I want you to say just a simple prayer and say, Lord, speak to me through your word. Praise the Lord. Just say a simple prayer, Lord, speak to me through your word. And you get, you know, we, 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 we've talked about there's a part of knowledge of the word of God, knowing what is written. And then there's the, a higher part of revelation. Praise the Lord. So my prayer today is, today as you go through reading the word, ask the Holy Spirit for a revelation. Praise the Lord. Because that is what is going to make you more spiritually alert when you see, when you, when you observe things happening, you know what the Word of God says and you know the, about the things that do not agree with the will of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the, the, second, the, the second thing also which we have already discussed is also you, you also need to be somebody who seeks to know what is the will of God. For every situation. Praise the Lord. I want us to, to go to the book of Ephesians chapter 5 and open verse 16. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, can you go back uh, one verse? Be careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And next verse. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Praise the Lord. Understand what the Lord's will is. And if you look at, if the disciples understood what the, the will of the Lord is, Jesus had spoken to them before, isn't it? They had had the Lord's Supper before they went to the garden, isn't it? And Jesus, they even explained what was going to happen. The disciples did not have a, a complete grasp of what the, the will of the Lord is. Praise the Lord. If they did have an understanding, then they would have known or understood when Jesus was saying, pray with me. And also, if you know what happened immediately afterwards, when the guards came together with Judas, and Judas what, had to kiss Jesus to identify him easily. And you know, one of the disciples, what did he do? He took a sword easily, and then he cut off the ear. Praise the Lord. Because he did not have the right understanding. He did not understand what the will of the Lord is. Praise the Lord. So I'm praying that here, 
I'm going to have people who seek to know. I mean, and unfortunately, it really uses the word where it says, do not be foolish. Mm. So, I mean, it's a, it's a very strong word, do not be foolish, mm. but understand what the will of the Lord is. Praise the Lord. If you do not understand what the will of the Lord is, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> you are foolish. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, I hope I do not have foolish people here. Praise the Lord. So, seek to know what the will of the Lord is, because that will really know you know, how alert or how you are supposed to respond to a situation when you see danger approaching. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Uh, okay, technology. <laughs> Alright. Okay. The, the next thing that you, 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 you also need is, you know, you know even a guard depending on what kind of, I mean, if you want to know how important a place is, you, you also need, you also look at what kind of security that they have, isn't it? Mm. If you see a heavily guarded place, you know that there must be something precious there, isn't it? You will see. I mean, how they guard a supermarket, they don't even have, I mean, a supermarket doesn't have much valuables. But if you have a military installation, you know that there will be heavy security. Or even a bank when they are transporting money, you know that the security will be heavy. Praise the Lord. So yes. one of the things that is important for you to be an effective watchman is you need to know who you are fighting. Praise the Lord. And you need to know what kind of weapons you have, what kind of weapons you need to fight. Praise the Lord. So I just want us to go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, let's uh, we start. Can you start from verse 10? Uh, okay, can, can you go back uh, a few verses back? Yeah, okay, all right. All right, okay, no, verse 10 is good. Let's start from verse 10. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand, take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heaven, heavenly realms. Praise the Lord. You know, you know, I was also quite quite encouraged by the testimony today. There, I mean, as a watchman, you need to know that there are a lot of things, nasty things happening there in the dark places. Mm -hmm. Things that we, that, things that we, we do not see. Yes. So God actually needs to what? To open your eyes so that you can actually see where the battle is. You know, your, your prayer is going to be much more, you know, just like what Pastor said, your prayer is going to be much more effective if you actually know what is happening, what is the root of the issue. So when, when, when you see somebody, when you, when you see a marriage in trouble, when you see somebody struggling with something, you need to seek God in prayer to actually to find out what is happening. Praise the Lord. There are things happening. It, things happening. You know, it, it, I'm sure. I'm sure if 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 we were to ask God to to open your eyes so that you see all the battles that He's fighting for you, if you're only sleeping, I'm sure most of us would run away. You know, the Holy Spirit is there fighting for us. I mean, you know, most of the time we only get to see maybe one percent of the battles. That's what we actually get to see. But God is fighting. 
the Holy Spirit is fighting. Praise the Lord. He is fighting. And we use the word to fight. You know, you need to know what, what is the full armor of God. So, can you, can you, can you continue? He says, therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. He says, when the day of evil comes, but brethren, evil is all around. So don't be waiting and saying, okay, ah, maybe on some other day. There is so much evil happening around in the dark places, the things that you do not see. So evil is all around. Praise the Lord. He says, put on the full armor of God. And after you've done everything to stand, so stand firm then with the belt of truth, buckled around the west with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all, on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the saints. You know, and he says, be alert. Be alert. So as the watchman, you need to be alert. You know, the, my, my, my desire for us is, you know, there is a, I, I, I was reading the book of First Chronicles. So if you go to First Chronicles chapter 12, uh, verse 1. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 1. So David was hiding. He was running away from Saul, isn't he? He says, these were the men who came to David at Ziklag while he was banished from the presence of Saul among the warriors who helped him in battle. So if you read all the other, going down from verse 2, it starts to list the people who came, who joined David to form his army, isn't it? And what you will find is, it lists thousands and thousands, you know, from each tribe or clan, it starts to make a long list of all the people that came to join David. They, they were carrying armor. They were soldiers, isn't it? And then, if you go, now if you go to, to verse 12, I think. Uh, no, it's not verse 12, uh, The sons of Issachar. Uh, Okay, sorry, verse 32. And then it says, men of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. 200. You know, all the other tribes, they listed thousands, tens of thousands, and then you came to what a group that they called the men of Issachar. There were only 200. These were men who knew what Israel should do. These were men who could read the times. So, to be an effective watchman, you need to be somebody who is the times. Praise the Lord. Who is aware of what is happening around me? I mean, you, you cannot be living in this city, in this country, and you do not know what is happening. Praise the Lord. So you need God to open your eyes. If you are at work or in your school, your eyes need to be opened for you to see what is happening. For you to see where is the source of the problem, what is the issue. So we need people who, are, who read the times, who sense the times. When you read the times, then you know what you ought to do. Then you know what you, know what you ought to pray for. Praise the Lord. So we need men and women who are what? Who read the times. Men and women, you know, if you read the times, then you know what you ought to do. Yeah. But you also need men, men and women who are grounded in the word. Yeah. 
you know, the book of Ephesians chapter 4, it talks about that you are not going to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. There's so much doctrine, false doctrine going around. A, an effective watchman is grounded, but he's also growing. Huh? You need to be grounded huh? on the basics of the gospel, but you also need to be what? You need to be growing, isn't it? So that you're not going to be tossed about by every, you know, you know now people are being tossed to and fro, moving from church to church, because they are looking for what? They are looking for the blessing, praise the Lord. They are looking for, for material things. They are, not, they are not being grounded, praise the Lord. So I'm, you, you need to check to make sure that you are, am I grounded, but also am I growing in the word of God, praise the Lord. So I know the word, of, I know the word says watchmen. So if you want to put and say watch women or watch men, that's fine. But watchmen is referring to what? To men and women. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, there's, there's one particular thing, I mean, which I've mentioned before, when the watchmen were watching over the fields or were watching, you know, over a city, one of the things that they, that they would do, I said that they would blow. They would blow, they would blow a trumpet, blow it very loud, and then the whole city would know that danger is approaching. The city gates, would be closed, and then the army would be getting ready for battle. So, as a watchman today, you know, if you see if God opens your eyes and your ears to see what is happening around, you would always be blowing the trumpets. Praise the Lord. You know, there is so much that God wants us to do, even as a church, but also wants you to do, even as an individual. But God is saying, are you listening to me? You know, are you spending? So I'm just challenging us, you know, as we have been studying about intercession, as we are studying about prayer, you know, you go to God in prayer. Spending time with God helps you to know, you know, what is in the mind of God, what is happening around me. It helps to open what? To open your eyes that you may see, that you may actually understand what is it. So if God were to open our eyes, to see what is happening around us, we would see that, you know, we should be standing up, holding the trumpet, and blowing the trumpet, because there is so much, you know, there is so much that we need to do. There is so little time. You know, there is so much agency regarding, I mean, the condition of the world. So, I, I, I'm just challenging us today, you know, even, even as we are also praying, you know, for our families, you know, for salvation. I, I, I'm, I'm just asking you, as a watchman, as a child of God, you know, how often are you on your knees, you know, pleading for your family, pleading for your brother, you know, pleading for your family, you know, for those that do not know Christ? How many times, you know, I, I, I want to challenge you even, one of the things that I do not take for granted, even, you know, after, after the service, one of the things that I, I do, I, I may not get to speak to so many people, 
But one of the things that I'm always doing is whoever I speak to, my eyes and my ears are open. Praise the Lord. And you know, sometimes people are not really sharing a, a prayer request. Huh? Not everybody shares a prayer request. But how sensitive and how open and how alert are you to actually notice the need? Yeah. Even if somebody does not say it. Yeah. Mm. Praise the Lord. Mm. How sensitive are you even at work? You know, for somebody that is in pain, somebody that is sick, they are not actually asking for you for help. But how alert are you to see the need? How alert are you in your corridor to see that brother? You know, you, you can see that he's struggling, but maybe he's not coming to you. Maybe he's not saying anything. How alert are you? This is my challenge to you today is, how alert are you as a watchman? How much are you sharpening your senses with the word of God? How much are you sharpening your, your senses by spending time, you know? There is, there is, remember what I was talking about, darkness, you know, because of the things that are happening in the spiritual, you need to be spiritually alert. Amen. Your eyes need to be open. Of course, we need our physical eyes, but much more our spiritual eyes that help us to see beyond the physical. I just want us to stand up. I mean, if you give me an eye closed, I just want us to stand up. And I, I mean, the, 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 the first call that, you know, all these things I'm talking about, they are working for those, you know, who are called to be children of God, who have seen the light, who have received, you know, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one that is going to speak to you, that is going to guide you. But without the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, you know, whatever I'm saying, this is not going to be effective. You are not going to be a watchman for God. So my, 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 I mean, I'm just going to, to, to invite the choir to, to, to the stage. So my first call is, if you know that, you know, I have not seen the light, I have never made a personal decision, you know, to give my life to Christ. If you really know that, you know, all these things that my brother is saying, you know, they do not make sense to me because I have not given my life to Christ. I just want to make this call, you know, this specific call. If you know that you have not given your life to Christ, that this Holy Spirit that you are talking about,